Hello, hello, and welcome to Every Woman. I am your second Saturday host, Jalissa, and I'm excited to have a guest on the line for today. We're going to be talking about mindfulness, about how you can foster a sense of calm, um, and going through some different exercises. So my guest today on Every Woman is Arlene Williams. Arlene Williams is a Kansas City-based body worker whose practice incorporates massage and sound healing. Arlene also works with crystals, gem essences, and studies numerous healing modalities. And she was formerly a guest on Every Woman talking about her work with AIDS Walk in Kansas City um, and sharing some of her story. And we did get on that episode a little bit of some sound healing exercises going. Um, And so I am so glad that she could join us here last minute on Every Woman. Hello, Arlene, and welcome. Hey, Jalissa. So good to be with you and everybody tuning in today. Yes, I am so happy that you're here. And yeah, we... We talked a little bit um, before the show of just how can we um, give some people some tools, some practical things for anxiety because we're we're all feeling the cold in this city. I have been worn down myself and feeling particularly anxious today, so I am just so grateful that you are here to give us a little bit of guidance. Um, I will do that, which I can, my dear. <laughs> I know. I, I believe. I believe. Um, yeah. So, Arlene, for our listeners who did not catch the amazing episode um, that we had with you on, what's a little bit of your um, backstory as how you got into um, doing massage and healing work? <laughs> this this is probably even going to sound different than last time because one of the most amazing things is we can always check in with ourselves for our own truth, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I will often ask myself, okay, why is it that I do what I do and how did I even get here, right? So sometimes I feel like I got here by accident and sometimes I feel like, nope, the universe had already directed it. So I will take back in in this way I don't know how it dropped in and I don't know how I learned it because messages are around us constantly 24-7 as a young person I can remember never being that crazy about having to take a medication right and not being um, totally on board with having to go to a doctor and check in for everything maybe that wasn't okay with me meaning like a cold or the flu or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I think it could be because my parents maybe were more holistic-minded, but they didn't really know that's what they were doing. They were just doing what I would call, you know, the old country way. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like more, um, you know, country medicine or, uh, oh, my goodness, my mom had these remedies. Like one of the things I hated the worst was to take the cod liver oil Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> if something was wrong with me, it was, it was like the cod liver oil was coming, and it's 
smelled awful and it looked awful. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, I don't know how I'm still okay with fish to this day, but <laughs> I, I did not like that. And so even let's pull it back a bit more, even if we call it like country medicine, I'm saying country because I'm from a small town originally. I am not a native Kansas Cityan. Um, I'm a transplant like many, right? in many different areas, not just here, but around the world. So she did what she knew, right? And my dad did what he knew. And my dad did grow up on a farm. So he was actually a, you know, you might say a farm boy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it also harkens back to part of my culture, like African-Americans and people of color and indigenous people new remedies from the land, right? And they knew natural things that had been passed down from generation to generation that helped people. So uh, going forward a bit from that, I would say like even in junior high, I started utilizing chiropractic because I was uh, active. Um, I was in the sports and uh, oddly enough, I had had an injury at like a softball game but it was a band softball game which we were supposed to be having fun uh it was my eighth grade year and our director was going to be leaving so we had this big picnic blah blah you know out in the park and i ran into a trombone player full on and neither one of us were you know big at softball (laughs) but we were just having fun he was turned one way i was turned another and I went into my eighth grade graduation, like, feeling horrible, like I had a headache. I wasn't normally a kid that had a lot of headaches. And I noticed I couldn't turn my head, and I was talking to my parents about it, and I must have read something or seen an article about chiropractic, right? And, you know, even to this day, I find that there's people who are fearful of chiropractic medicine, and that's always very fascinating to me. Uh, but anyway, I would say my trek started then because... I would go to the chiropractor when a lot of people were probably seeing an MD, Mm -hmm. right, for like a script, but I was going and getting my body work done. And yes, the very first time he turned my neck, I screamed profusely. (laughs) My dad thought since he was out in the waiting area, he was probably like, what in the world is going on with my child right now? Mm -hmm. But it scared me because I didn't know what to expect, right? And... I would say that was my first taste of it. And then going on through being in sports in high school, I had injuries from basketball. I tore the ligaments in in my right foot twice, actually. Was on crutches twice. That's not fun. In a high school that has all, um, you know, again, small school district. Right now we're 1A. At that that time we were 2A. But, you know, it doesn't matter for people that don't understand those distinctions. Let's just say it's a small school, small town. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's not elevators or anything like that. It's not fancy. You go up and down stairs. So I had to get permission slips from my teachers to leave early because I'm trying to, like, work with these crutches. And I probably looked pretty crazy trying to go up and down steps with these crutches and everything in my backpack. Uh, But I would say that's kind of where... My kind of sort of my questions like, wow, you know, this is pretty cool. I'm not having to take, um, I'm not having to take any painkillers. I'm doing this all through chiropractic. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I had the total realization of it. I just knew I felt better. I wasn't taking pills. 
and so we just moved onward from there. And then when I went to college, I was a member of the marching band. Um, UCM, Jenny's Mule! Yeah, go Mule! I always have to say Shout them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give them a shout out because I'm basically in KU, K State, Mizzou territory up here, right? Not so much Mizzou, but definitely KU, K State. <laughs> My home area is more Mizzou. But anyway, so. Everybody after band would ask me to work on their shoulders or work on their whatever. And I have no idea why I thought I could, but I never questioned it. It just seemed natural to me, right? It just seemed like, Mm -hmm. okay, sure, I'll I'll do this. And so who knows what the heck I was doing. But, uh, of course, later I I would learn that was kneading and or topotment, like when you kind of pound lightly on an area, right? Like you take a soft hand. And you just kind of go up and down your arm, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's chipotment. Uh, that's one way, because of vibration, it's one way that the nervous system lets go. I learned that later. I didn't know that then. But, yeah, so that's kind of really <laughs> the funky, weird path. But I didn't do it right away. I did other professions before I ended up in this one. So um, I love the, the I love the cabinet. story of you, um, you know, as a yeah. youth doing massage and not really realizing that later in life you're going to be doing this thing. You're just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll yeah, yeah, go no, with it. no way. I had this was not what I went to school for. I went to school. You're going to laugh. I went to school to study broadcasting and film and journalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, being on the radio is definitely not a stretch. I spent time in public television, you know, I'm a, and I'm a PBS kid. You know, I grew up on PBS. So mm-hmm. loving, loving, yes. you know, community radio all day long. I'm doing another shout out. Please support, <laughs> please support, please support for the people, by the people, please support. Okay, so I got that plug in, too. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I had no clue at all that this was, that this would be the thing. No, none. None whatsoever. Beautiful. It is like when we were talking about, yeah, how how do you get here and... I have can relate to that feeling of being like, oh, it feels totally um, unintentional, and then it, it will feel like totally intentional that all of these pieces add up to where you are on your path or doing work that your younger self would have never even necessarily thought of happening, you know, but it all kind of falls into place. Mm-hmm. Well, at, at this point, being on the planet, what I'm really digging into, of course, is history, family history, cultural perspectives. So when I think about the culture, right, of the who of who I am, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not really a question and there's not a separation. That would be almost like taking part of what makes me me away. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how that would work, or I'm not really sure how that would happen. But, of course, back then, no, I didn't have a, you know, it wasn't like right in front of me or before me. It might have been in the back of my mind somewhere. But I was always inquisitive and curious, though, when it came to uh, wellness, health, healing, or medicine. Yes. I was always that way. My science classes were like, yay, except, um, mm, how can I say this? 
I will say I would have been more engaged had I had teachers that were a little bit more engaged as well or engaging, I mm. should say. Yeah. Um, and some of that, again, we're going back to the things that we see now with disparities in areas of the country where there's more resources given to some areas than, than others. And, you know, if you're thirsty for certain things, then there are certain school districts that have those things in place, right, yes. that can help foster your inquisitive inquisitiveness or kind of help you maybe find that path and navigate that path and where i grew up we really didn't have that it was like okay let's throw us all into one big container and let's just see how it turns out yes, yes. we had a school counselor but i but my school counselor never directed me towards stem she never directed me towards science she never directed me toward i mean what if within me there was a physicist I'm just using this as an example, yeah. right? Um, I I'm think gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that yeah. for when we get back, Arlene. I'm so glad to have you here. We're gonna take a short break, um, and then we'll be back and let's continue the conversation. Cool. Thanks. We are back on Every Woman. I'm your second Saturday host, Jalissa, and we are joined here. Um, with Arlene Williams, a body worker who incorporates massage, sound healing, crystals, gem essences, ooh, it's a mouthful, and studies numerous healing modalities. <laughs> Arlene, I'm so glad that you're joining us, and I'm sorry to cut you off there. I think that um, what you were saying, I feel like so many listeners can relate to that, of having these kind of um, really, like, discovering things that you're passionate about later in life and having a very lackluster presentation of what that is early on through education of um, being, you know, not really understanding or being open to or being uh, given, like, the the resources to explore what our passions are. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, I, I find that I'm still passionate about things that elevate people, you know, in all ways, especially children. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm never going to shut down a child's uh, imagination. I want them to imagine because guess what that means? It means that later down the line, that could be something that improves the quality of the life for all, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, the teenager who, since they've had the issue in Flint, Michigan with the water, decided that wasn't okay. I love Mari. I follow her on Twitter. She has a Twitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been following her since that happened, and I've seen her go from actually a child to step into a teenager, but she's already got a mission. How cool is that, mm -hmm. right? Now, who knows what she's going to do with the rest of her life? But, but I'm just saying, suppose her mom would have been negative or suppose her school would not have supported her or, you know, that program runs solely through funding and donations. And I've sent her, you know, coins here and there to support her as well, because absolutely it's a basic uh, fundamental need of safety, right? Mm -hmm. Safety and security. That's that's basic so not having clean water that's not okay no one in, sh in this country should go without clean water so yes so what i'm saying i guess big picture is um 
I am grateful that I was a PBS kid. I'm grateful that my parents supported me reading and being uh, more kind of like an introverted extrovert where read, read, read. And I'm still, you know, half price book is like a playground to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I could like go in there for hours and not even realize what the time is on the clock. But I'm just grateful I had that because it still makes me thirsty to learn more and to know more and to be more. And yeah, and that's, and it also feeds kind of like that researcher part of me. So, yes. yeah. And and you have some, maybe some tools to share or some exercises that we could do on air just to um, share some knowledge and give like a little bit of um, practices that, you know, people might be like, oh, well, I feel anxious. What could I do if I don't, I don't have a massage therapist to go to at the moment, or I don't have this or that, or just having some tools to use in everyday instances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, One of our greatest tools is our voice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking communicates the who of who we are. Here's the cool thing about the voice. It's also vibration. So each of us have the opportunity to utilize vibrational therapy within us all if we just use the voice. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's do one that's just a really easy clearing thing. Um, And this is one actually I do every day for myself. And I do it to prepare spaces for people that are coming for therapy, right? Before and after. Um, I have also found since this sound itself is related to the beginning of time and the beginning of the earth, I mean the beginning of all creation, this is an ancient sound. we've We've seen it used on swag and on everything these days, right? And as a symbol, ohm, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to do a simple ohm. You want to do it with me, Jalissa? I'd love to. So I'm just going to do like, I have no idea what this note is. Uh, so whatever comes to me, I'm just going to do it and you just try to like match me. Cool? Okay. I'll do my best here. Or you can go, <laughs> right. Or you can go up or down, whatever feels good to you. All right. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a breath in first. I'm going to go through it with you first before we do it, okay? So we take a breath in first. Mm -hmm. And then you breathe out, and that's when you let the ohm go. Okay, you ready? Ready. On on three, on three, we're going to breathe in. One, two, three. Oh. Good. Let's do another one. Ready? Mm. Breathe in. And out again. Oh. Good. Now, this one, I want you to own first, and then I'm going to try to match you. Cool? Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right. I'm ready. Give me the count, girl. Give me the count. Okay. One, two, three. Breathe in. Oh. Um. No, keep going. <laughs> 
my bad, dude. Let's try that one again. You <laughs> sounded like on my end that you cut out. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. One, two, three. Taking a breath in. Oh. I hope someone just tuned into the radio while we were doing that out of context. It's like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, we're just chanting. Don't mind us. Nothing to see here, nothing to see. <laughs> of course not. It's radio. <laughs> yes, I, it's even just that little exercise. It actually does. I do feel a little soothed and a little bit more grounded from that breath. Good, good. Now tell me why, for you, that might be important. Um, from it. It helps me, connecting to breath or voice, it helps me feel in my body, I think, in a, in a way that's more intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing. Breath involves breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Breath comes through what? Our lungs, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, stay with me. Okay. I'm doing a connect the dot. I'm doing kind of like a connect the dot because sometimes people don't think of it in this way. If you ever notice that sometimes, uh, at least I notice for myself when I'm anxious, maybe I'm not taking a full breath, right? Mm -hmm. Or my breath might be a little more shallow. Yeah, definitely. Or, yeah, or it might not have just that really nice rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we're thinking about winter and we're thinking about the cold and we're starting to get into the cold, um, well, let me back up a little bit. This whole election season, I think, has left a lot of people feeling really anxious, right? Yes. And and so, if you're kind of in a spot where maybe you just feel like, you know, everything's kind of messed up around us or... <laughs> Things aren't quite coming together and you don't know what to do about it. And just the fact of not knowing what to do makes you feel anxious. We're thinking again about the breath and thinking about the breath. It's our lungs. So winter actually is the time or the, yes, is the season that we want to focus on lung meridian. So I'm, I'm coming back now to the some of the stuff I do, right? Because I love Eastern medicine. And one of the things that I work with people with uh, is the Chinese meridian system which basically that's 12 lines, 12 points, 12 groups, mm-hmm. excuse me, not just 12 points, there's thousands of points, but um, they're coupled. So lung, the partner meridian of lung is actually large intestine. Think about when you're anxious, maybe your bathroom habits aren't as regular, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. real. Okay. So that makes all sense. So now go back to being anxious. You're anxious. You're not taking a full breath. Uh, We're getting into winter. We're getting into lung meridian. So then what we want to do then is fortify lung meridian. And then boom, then we come back to breathing and or just doing the ohm exercise. So you see how maybe thinking about if you're just thinking about Chinese medicine or Chinese meridian, it might feel like something way outside of you. But when you really go into it, and you really connect how one thing is connected to another, then it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, definitely. And for our listeners, who this might be totally new concepts for some of them, is that there are these um, organ pairs in our bodies, like you're saying, with the intestine, the large intestine and the um, lungs, so that there's these relationships and the meridians travel through the whole body, correct? It's They kind of begin or end in the hands or feet, and for the most part, and travel through the body, like how acupuncturists work with them? Yes, same. Mm. It's no different. I just don't use needles. Yeah. Right? Because I don't have that certification yet, but what I do use, which is so totally cool, it has <laughs> another layer of healing, um, I use aromatherapy oils. So there's a certain teacher that I have that's on the West Coast um, who I learned this from, and she's still one of my teachers. But she does, well, we do what's called the acupoint therapy, but it's acupoint with then utilizing aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this a cool thing? Because then you're able to add in aroma. Most people think of it from a place of scent. But also think about aroma, how it's made. It's made from plants, Mm -hmm. right? So again, we're talking about the value of plant medicine. We're talking about how, okay, I'm getting ready to do another connected dot, and this might take people out there, but just stay with me, people. It'll it'll make sense in the end. (laughs) So (laughs) So if we're thinking about plant medicine, then we also have to think about the seriousness of our environment. We have to think about the seriousness of global warming. If we do not have, I'm going to make it real, real simple. If we do not have lavender, if lavender is not available because it can't grow anymore for whatever reason, because we've damaged the earth, then perhaps we're losing out on some of the healing that we can receive from lavender as well. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm real big on using oils that have not been sprayed you know, where the companies are replanting, they are gentle to the earth, they're leaving the smallest footprint possible, right? So people may just think that this is a political thing. You're talking about carbon emissions and you're talking about uh, global warming and it's not really happening, blah, 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 blah. Scientists can show things that are happening that weren't happening even during our lifetimes before, right? The polar bears are not able to feed because their ice is not available as long as it was before. Why is that important? Because if there's not ice, then how are we going to bring down Mama Kia, the Earth's temperature? That's one of the ways that, that we can enjoy our climate in our particular area where we live. And and I'm going all the way back now to plant medicine. Doesn't matter what it is. If you like basil in your pasta or in your spaghetti sauce, basil is a plant. That's plant medicine. I think sometimes maybe people don't think of that. They don't think of uh, like, oh, I'm just gonna buy this spice. Okay, well, what did that spice come from, right? Mm-hmm. You're an herbalist. So I know you get what I'm saying, and I wasn't trying to take people way out there. But it's just that sometimes these things that are made almost more like a tug-of-war political thing are actually a a really real thing. And we get to ask ourselves then, 
what type of future or what type of world do we want to leave to the next seven? To me, it's always about the seven generations that came before us and the seven after. What do we want to leave for that? So then getting back to Chinese medicine, yes, everything is based on a certain point and certain points on our body can do certain things. Now, I'm going to give you one that's helpful for not only cold and flu season, basically just to help your immune system stay in good shape, but the lung meridian, okay, we're getting again to the breath, the lung can deal with sadness, grief, and anger, okay, mm-hmm. as a meridian. So if, if any of those things, if, if you're working with any of those things right now, just doing this a little bit on the lung meridian can help you feel a bit of ease, right? Yes. So do this with me. Okay. Just take just take your first three fingers, your first finger, your second finger, and your third finger. Okay, starting with the right? thumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just, the thumb just gets to hang out. Okay. So it's just your pointer finger, your second finger, and your third finger, right? Okay. And go right where your collarbone is. Feel the collarbone? Mm-hmm. Just slide under the collarbone. Again, you should be kind of just right there and on your chest, not on the bone itself, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like a V, right? Mm-hmm. So just tap that a little bit and just breathe for just a minute. That can just help if you're just kind of feeling out of it or you're just having a moment where you're in high what to do with all of it (sighs) I just start tapping here I just start just there and just settling and then in my mind and you can even say this or you can use any mantra you want I am safe so think I am safe (sighs) I am safe we'll do it one more time Mm mm-hmm I am safe. And then you can just stop the tapping. Tell me how you're feeling. I'm feeling a little sleepy. (laughs) It feels soothing. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But holiday time can be tremendously challenging for many, right? Definitely. Because sometimes we think more of what we have lost versus all the gifts that are in front of us. I know I get challenged by that because I lost my mom in October, right? Mm -hmm. I lost my brother-in-law. Dang him. Halloween. (laughs) He checked out on October 31st. And sometimes I shake my head and I laugh and I'm like, that's exactly what he would do. But anyway, you know, so going into holidays are not easy for me either, Mm -hmm. right? So I have my own challenges with that and other people that I've lost in life that I dearly loved and appreciated. So that and, and maybe not feeling like you have family or you have a support network or you have a support system because there are some who may feel more disjointed right now right Mm -hmm. not just the election but how even 
let's say some of the issues within the uh, within the election have divided people. They've divided friends. They've divided communities. They've divided families. So even just being able to feel a little bit of that groundedness, I think, can help so much. Yes. Um, and for our listeners who was were doing that exercise, what is the lung meridian point again? Uh, well, basically, I had you working. Uh, the main point is lung one, mm-hmm. and it's right by that collarbone area. But I'm not trying to get too specific into points because sometimes we get so much information from so many different places, then it's almost like information overload. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's just when you, when you just think about the collarbone area and you just tap there, you're going to work lung one, you're going to work lung two, you're going to work lung three. So it doesn't matter exactly which point, but that whole area, that just helps keep your immune system in, uh, you know, like at a higher level, or if you want to say higher energetic functioning, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it, because all things are energy, and I'm not even going to get into that, you know, there's people that don't. <laughs> there's people that aren't on that train as well, but I'm just going to leave that there. But anyway, so this can be stagnant, stagnation, cold, flu, phlegm, congestion. That's all stagnation. Mm-hmm. And in Chinese medicine, of course, that's all an energetic. So if you're just working that area, that, that's going to help you. Oh, in cold flu season. Yes. And um, would there be any specific um, aromatics that come to you? You're talking about using essential oils and putting them on these yeah. different points. Is there one that yeah. um, comes to mind for this lung meridian point? You know, a lot of people, well, some people just have their favorites, right? And I'm like, hey, cool. That, that works for me. Some people like lavender for everything. Okay, why not? Lavender's great. Um, you know, antibacterial. Uh, it smells good. Um, some people use, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. My, the work that I do has, well, it puts together points, right? So I don't necessarily separate a point out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a certain protocol, if that makes sense. Yes. Like we have one for head, neck, shoulder. We have one if you're just feeling tenseness in your body. We have one that's for digestive issues and so on and so forth. So even just using rosemary, um, you know, you may want to try that out. But my thing is you just go in the store maybe and I don't know. I know you're not supposed to open bottles. <laughs> but uh, sometimes, you know, if you're able to, like, smell something, you go, oh, I kind of like that scent, or, I, or that kind of is cool with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a young child, though, or a baby, I would be particularly careful because um, their immune systems aren't, you know, sometimes people forget that aromatherapy oils are medicine, right? It's plant medicine. So you treat it as such. Mm-hmm. You don't put, like... 12 just, uh, you know, like 12 drops or something in one area on a little baby or on a child. It's, it's too much for them, even a, even a human. Yeah. Um, 
without a carrier oil. And what I mean by carrier oil is you do not use the aromatherapy product just by itself, just naked alone. It needs a helper like grapeseed oil or almond oil or coconut oil, right? Yes. You don't use it alone. Lavender, you can in most cases. So I'm doing that whole thing of in most cases, mm-hmm. but there are still some people who may have issues with lavender as well. So you just kind of want to know for yourself what might feel good and what might work well for you and your friends and your family and your system. Definitely. Yeah. It's always important with essential oils to use them in small amounts. And like you're saying, having using these carrier oils, so you're not putting such a concentrated form of the plant medicine directly on your skin because it's plenty strong enough. It just having a little bit of a base on there will make sure that you're not damaging your skin or not absorbing um, too much of it directly in because yeah we're talking about you know making a lavender essential oil it's a whole big old bushel you know of lavender that you're getting in this tiny bottle of this of it in its concentrated form yes yes especially the beautiful ones i use you know the the cold press and what they're doing yeah you're getting full essence of the plant you're getting it full on mm-hmm. yes Yeah, I love that lavender keeps popping up because that's one that is pretty easy to find and work with. And um, some people have a sensitivity to different smells and they don't resonate with the lavender smell. Um, But for people that do like it, um, a little bit goes a long way. And it's been traditionally Uh traditionally used for soothing and calming, um, but also for Uh skin care and wellness in that mm-hmm. way too. Mhm. Mhm. I have found it to be I feel like it's it's a pretty gentle friend. Mm-hmm. You know, not not all the oils are like that. Some are more mm, woodsy or some are more pungent. And you know, with some people definitely less of that goes a long way, right? The um Having a pungent oil sometimes really feels like it's just punching you right in the face. I mean, it's not even <laughs> yes. it's not even something that you tiptoe with. It's just like here I am. Yes. Okay, I'm here to help you right now. So yeah, yeah. And for listeners who are really sense sensitive. Um, doing that same exercise and not using an essential oil, but using like a plain carrier oil, like you're saying, like an almond or a jojoba oil um, or something Mm -hmm. that's really neutral, you're still giving your skin a little bit of extra love with it. um, And, you know, just having that on its own. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Totally. But yeah, that's I love that there are so many varieties of plants out there because... Um, especially when we're, we're talking about stress relief, anxiety relief, there's so many, um, I'll get asked as an herbalist a lot about like, what can I take for my anxiety? And it's like, well, you have to see what options exist and what resonates with you and do some experimentation because there is so much out there. Um, and all plants are uniquely different just as individuals are and everyone's, um, 
people who experience anxiety in all different kinds of manifestations and people have all mm-hmm. kinds of health things like you're talking about in Chinese medicine, like this idea of cold or stagnation of that will mm-hmm. show up like we see cold or heat showing up in the body and it's going to um, have a different kind of, you know, everyone has a different resonance of where where their anxiety or tension is coming from and how it shows up for them. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to mention briefly, too, a couple of other uh, oils or, or scents that people might like eucalyptus. A lot of people like eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm bringing back in the rosemary. Both yes. the eucalyptus and the rosemary would need helpers. Please, please do not put that directly on skin. That, mm-hmm. that needs a helper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason being um, is because those are pungent oils, and they help move. Again, we were talking about stagnation of energy or stagnant chi. Mm-hmm. Um, the rosemary helps awaken your mind, right? So maybe you might even feel kind of like, I don't know, because sometimes I notice for myself when it's like rainy and cold, I just kind of don't maybe want to do as much. I don't feel as active. Maybe even sometimes I feel a little bit more lethargic. Yes. So that rosemary could help perk you up in that way. And again, on babies or children, I wow, I don't even use like a whole drop. I do, and I know a half sounds like how in the world can you have half of a drop? <laughs> I barely, but I barely use any of the oil. I am mostly using 99% of the carrier oil. Yes. Okay, definitely. if that makes any sense. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's such I such great advice. We're going to take a quick break here and then we will be back to close up our conversation. Thank you, Arlene. Thank you. We are back here on Every Woman and I am joined with Arlene Williams who is a body worker, studies multiple healing modalities. Um, and we've been talking a bit about some kind of accessible tips for stress relief, anxiety relief, given the climate that we're in. Um, you know, we talked about it maybe in a political sense, but also just in the our physical climate and during this cold weather, feeling that slowdown, that lethargy, um, and that may come with anxiety or stressors over the holiday. So um, Arlene shared with us a couple tips. We did an ohm exercise as well as um, using a lung meridian point um, and talking a little bit about aromatherapy and, mas- and massage. Um, I'm so glad to have you back here, Arlene. Yay! Yes. Yay. <laughs> So we're getting to the closing of our of our hour. Um, I know that we could just talk and talk about all of these amazing plants, um, healing modalities. Uh, do you have any other kind of tips or advice for listeners? Um, you know, just everyday practices that they can use to have more calm and to foster this kind of sense of mindfulness. Mm, yeah, we've been talking about stagnation, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about how being stagnant could bring on something we do not want. Like, not saying that being stagnant can bring in a cold, but that can be stagnation of energy, right? Yeah. 
Yes. So to me, that's also like your mind. What what things have you done lately maybe that challenged you? Or what have you learned new? What have you brought to the table that's something new that maybe you've never tried before? So sometimes it can just be fun even to step into, and I'm saying to lean into, something that maybe you're not quite as comfortable with. Um, here's an example. Lately, I have been thinking, okay, what's something I could do or bring back into my life that I knew had always been fun, I'd always enjoyed, but what might it look like now? Because things are a little bit different as we move about. You know, mm-hmm. things have changed since lockdown a bit, right? So um, I've always been into music. I've always been into drumming. I've always been into, um, yeah, I grew up in the church. So I've always been, you know, part of a choir. So lately, or since shutdown, I have been online with a group more. Uh, that meets every week. That's my, you know, spiritual community that I join. And then I heard that they had a choir call, basically. So uh, I tried last year. I didn't make it. This year I did try. I did make it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm actually part of a global choir, which kind of blows me away. It's like, uh, you mean I'm singing with people from Ireland? That's awesome. Um, But then the other side of that is I didn't think about what might be, for me, maybe not being as knowledgeable about how to do that, like how to turn in. Like sometimes we have to do, write our vocal tracks. Sometimes we have to do video tracks. And the way that we have to submit those, I'm not as familiar with. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I went back in a way and got something that had always been such a good place for me, but now it's doing it in a whole totally different way, and it does challenge me a bit. Like, I have seen myself get frustrated, and then I laugh at myself. I'm like, what am I doing? This is supposed to be for fun. Yes. <laughs> so what I would, yeah, so what I would say is just be light. Be mm-hmm. as light as you can. Being light is such an amazing space because it's not really about pleasing somebody else or living up to some expectation that someone may have of you. It's just being. Yes. So being light. Yeah. That's. And I do that in my work. I don't mm-hmm. like being, I mean, I, because it's the Virgo-ness of me. Um, <laughs> and knowing my chart and knowing a little bit about astrology, uh, you know, I have like double Virgo and then I just learned, Jalissa's going to laugh. I just learned, Jalissa, that I have a uh, Scorpio moon. Oh, hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in freaking Scorpio season. So what's, what's that going to mean? It's going to mean I'm going to have a tendency to deep dive, right? So I've got to try to do something the flip of that mm-hmm. <laughs> to keep myself light, to keep, you know, wanting to have fun and wanting to really enjoy each moment. So I encourage people, however that finds you, to find that. Even if it's watching, I don't know, The Simpsons, which has been around forever. <laughs> that show just cracks me up. I mean, I don't know, just something that you might think, uh, or maybe there's a show on TV that you like to stream. I mean, you know, maybe it's a streaming thing, or maybe it's hanging out with friends, or maybe it's listening to music, or maybe it's just 
allowing yourself, here's another way I want to put it, making a list of all the things you were told that you can't do or, or that you don't feel that you're good at, and then breaking that wide open, mm-hmm. going down the list and trying those things. Why not? What's going to be, you know, what's going to be the bad thing about that? Okay, well, maybe it didn't turn out in a certain way, but so what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's a great challenge yeah. for listeners to think about something that you can return to that you've enjoyed or um, maybe could, you know, a part of you that could use some nurturing that you, you know, used to play guitar as a kid or something like that. And you're like, oh, maybe I should just have a fun practice or incorporating something in your life, like you're saying, without the expectation of, I have to be serious right now, or I have to be perfect at this thing. Right. Oh, my gosh. Being perfect has gotten us down all kinds of Mm -hmm. dark, deep tunnels, right? Uh, (laughs) Yes. And I know... That perfect is an ugly one. (laughs) Yes. And I know that we... So we're coming to a close, and we could, you and I could could go on and on i love it um for listeners who are interested in checking out your work or getting more information on there is there any contact information for you or are you taking any um clients or doing consultation at this time um yes they can they can text me at my phone number am i allowed to give that out yes you may oh uh, okay eight one six 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 eight five nine six one six six eight five nine six one area code eight one six and you could just say hey I heard you on every woman and even if <laughs> there's just a and even if there's just a question or something like that I'm more than happy to uh, lead people in what they might be seeking because we're all seeking something right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Arlene, I appreciate you coming on and joining us so much. Um, I loved our ohm exercise. Do you want to close out with an ohm before we wrap up the show here? Ah, uh, yeah. All day, all the time, and all the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you lead. All right. I'll follow. Well, we'll close it out and do an ohm. Again, our guest is Arlene Williams. Um, Thank you so much for being on Every Woman. I'm your second Saturday host, Jalissa, and we'll do an ohm out. So in one, two, three, a deep breath in. And ohm. Thank you so much, Arlene. Thank you, Jalissa, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, everyone who supports public broadcasting and KKFI. We love you.